What is up, you guys? My name is Kyle King, a.k.a. Kinger. I am your host of Let's Drink About It podcast. I am joined once again with my best friend, Ollie Quinn. Say what's up. What's up, guys? I'm Ollie Quinn. Thanks for having me back on the show. I'm super stoked to talk to you guys today. Let's get it. Hell yeah, man. Glad to have you back. So basically, we've decided that there's essentially going to be two co-hosts for this podcast as we move forward. Sometimes it's going to be Eric and sometimes it's going to be Ollie. I eventually would like to have some guests, have some of our friends come in and and do the podcast as well. Obviously, we have been MIA for uh, quite some time. Our last upload was in May of 2020. So obviously, a lot of stuff has happened since then and we're all still dealing with the whole pandemic covid shit it's still a nightmare but i figured we would do a little bit of catching up as far as both sides go i can start so i had moved from maryland back to michigan and i stayed with my i lived with my best friend eric who was also the co-host lived with him for a few months because i had two of our friends weddings actually one was his cousin ashley who's just one of our good friends as well as we've been growing up it was her wedding and then our best friend mike had his wedding as well and both of those were in september so it didn't really make sense for me to move to florida as that would be especially during covid would be very hard for me to travel so i end up just staying up there for that and then i have recently like towards the end of november of last year i moved back to florida and i'm currently living with my parents temporarily starting a new line of work I am no longer working in home security, which is what I was doing in Maryland. I believe I've touched base on that in a previous episode. I will actually be doing insurance sales, which is something totally new to me. It's a completely new career, but that is what I will be doing. That is my little catch up, kind of what I've been doing the past few months, just hanging out and uh, grinding. I've been very inspired to do a bunch of things and my brain is constantly going. It's a vicious cycle sometimes, but (laughs) I stay motivated. I'm trying to do content everywhere. But Ali, what have you been up to, man? Dude, I have not been doing literally anything. Like, I've been kind of just stuck in this this fucking rut, honestly. I have been working on a number of, like, different internet-type things. Like, I've been, obviously, I co-host a podcast called 3Mo Podcast with my other best friend, Crew. And we've been doing that a little bit. Um, I've been doing photography. I just recently got a drone a couple of months ago, so I've been trying to figure out how that works. It's really fun, very confusing. I crashed it a bunch of times. That's not. There's definitely a lot to flying drones. Yeah, definitely dude, a lot. It is a learning curve. I crashed the <laughs> fuck out of my drone the first day I got it, dude. It's so bad. But other than that, man, I just been like trying to live and like figure out what I want to be as a human being and like just run with that. Just trying to stay positive and trying to stay like uplifting to other people and being a good human being. Hell yeah, man. That's what we need now more than ever, I would say, is just good people and some sort of positivity, that's for sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I think it's funny, like, you know, me and you are even a couple years apart, you're a little bit older than me, but we're both, you know, around thirty and uh uh, still have no idea what the fuck we're doing <laughs> yeah yeah dude so for all you fucking gen z's out there that are like oh yeah, shit i'm 25 i don't know what i'm doing with my life like don't sweat don't it worry because about it. i'm about to be 31 and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing either yep i'll be 28 this year and i got fucking jack shit i'm starting another job which could be a career for me at 28 yeah. so 
I didn't, I went to college two years, but I'm not doing what I went to college for. I went to college for graphic design. You know, I'm doing that kind of, I mean, it's definitely been incorporated into what I do with YouTube and, and the podcast and yeah. editing thumbnails. And I've done people's Twitch backgrounds. Now I, I recently for Christmas got a iPad learning procreate and that's been awesome. I've just been trying to be as creative as possible during this time and and also i've been lucky enough to you know unfortunately i've been unemployed but at the same time i have been getting unemployment which has helped because my whole career setup kind of got messed up my whole life kind of got messed up so i've just been trying to be creative and be grateful for this time because before that you know i was working six days a week 70 80 hours i, I barely had time to breathe half the time it's, it felt so <laughs> like, yeah that's focus on tough, breathing dude. i guess you just you feel feel like a robot you know what i'm saying yep. i've definitely been grateful for the time off because i have been working since I was 13 years old, you know? So it's like what, almost 15 years of straight working. And I, I know I'm still young, but right. regardless, very grateful that I've been able to have some time off and, and kind of gather my thoughts and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. So doing insurance now as though it's, you know, it's a, definitely a new thing for me. It's a lot. I have to go through a whole course, take a final exam, get licensed, and then go through four more weeks of training through my company and then start selling. So it is quite the process getting involved in it. But I, you know, for what it's worth, I recommend if you're, you don't really know what to do, I would look into doing it because it, it's fairly easy to get into obviously like i just said you got to do the whole process of getting licensed and stuff but it it seems like it's going to be a really positive career and it might last me you know doing even if i do it on the side it'll be a good income potentially for the rest of my life so that'd be awesome but obviously like ollie was saying too we've been working on a lot of things creative wise because that's what we really enjoy doing we enjoy it that's why we really wanted to hop on this podcast today and get this going again now that i'm actually established in florida and he will be for the first future staying in Michigan we'll be able to just knock out more content now more than ever and we both been doing TikTok he he had one that blew up on TikTok I had one that blew up on TikTok so we have a little following going on there we're working on our photography careers and videography it's kind of funny <laughs> initially what I wanted to do when I got down here was real estate photography and videography and now Ollie is looking to get into that as well yeah so, so that's yeah, pretty dude. cool how's that How's that been going? I haven't gotten any clients I mean, I know or you're anything the stepping, like that. Yeah, stepping stone so far, baby steps so far. But yeah, but like most people, you know what I mean. You got to start out some point somewhere. You got to offer like free services for you know the first three, four clients or whatever, just to like showcase your work. Then they can word yep. of mouth that to other fucking realtors and things like that. So it's sweet. But a lot of the people that I've been reaching out to and even offering like my free services to, they d just don't even want to deal with it. They were like, oh, it's like slumlords you know what i mean because like uh, of the area i'm in i'm sure is part of it because i'm not in the greatest area and people don't care they just want to sell or rent their properties and like once i like establish myself like i have everything that i would possibly need to like make hella money doing that dude like i've got two cameras i've got gimbals i've got a drone like that's not gonna be cheap it's not gonna be cheap for me to take like real estate photography for you it might be a couple hundred dollars for you know a shoot and then if you want to add drone footage or aerial footage depending on what you want that might cost you between 50 to 100 dollars more so it's yeah. kind of hard to get it's people endless, to really. bite when you mm -hmm. don't have a portfolio so like
like really yeah, what I'm just been the portfolio. doing. Yeah, what I've been doing is just trying to build my real estate portfolio. Like I have my photography portfolio and like my videography stuff is all separate and I have a website, like all of that. But like to offer drone footage and and video walkthroughs and things like that, like that's a little more expensive. I got to pull out more gear. I got to spend more time there doing that. Way more time. And not a lot of people want to pay for that. People just want to walk in with their cell phones, snap a picture of an apartment bedroom and be like oh yeah this is great this works and it's like really dude like it's not you're not gonna sell your shit like that the windows are blown out the carpet looks like shit the walls don't look as white as they actually are and it's like it's hard to sell that on people that are being stingy and and like frugal with their money you know what i mean like they don't well really especially see... during a time like this exactly dude and that's the worst part of it is the fact that we're in a pandemic people don't really see the quality of work as a selling point until they see it selling because of that you know what i mean so that's why yeah. you offer it for free for the first couple times especially when you're starting out once you have like a solid portfolio and like references that you can use and be like yo call this person they sold three fucking houses because of the photos that i took yeah, because you know, then we're in a word pandemic, of mouth goes dude. around with the real estate agents, and then you just have exactly. constant work, really. Yeah, you build a so. huge client base, and that's that's yeah, and realistically you, what you want. Yeah, we're both actually in good areas too when it comes to real estate, just in our local vicinity. Like I know, like I was kind of saying, the general vicinity that he's in isn't the greatest, but the the actual city he is in is very good. It's a very wealthy area. It's it's Bloomfield Hills in Michigan. It's it's a yep. you know like Matthew Stafford of the Lions, the Lions quarterback, he lives there. He has like a fourteen million, ten ten to fourteen million something dollar mansion there. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. A yep. um, lot of millionaires live out there. I did a lot of work when I did work for Vivint and I did you know the home security stuff. I, I did a lot of work there. And it's a really nice area. And then also down here in the area I'm at in Florida, Clearwater area. So it's like a touristy area, but we also have a lot of mansions, beachfront properties you know, I'm actually in talks with one of my friends I used to work with at Applebee's. She was a server. One of her best friends is a real estate agent and he is actually a very, very good real estate agent and only really works with, I wouldn't say he only does, but a lot of his sales come from million dollar houses, which me and Ollie were talking earlier. If we could get in doing some of those with photos, videography, drones, all that, man, we're talking some really good money. Cause that's a lot of time, way more space to cover. Yep. I mean, you'll probably be there. If you want to do the whole shebang, you'll probably be there all day filming, doing oh, photos, yeah. drone work. I mean, it's an all day process. So that is worth a lot of money. Yeah. So, cause especially when you think about it, you know, if you had three smaller houses, you could get to all three of those in a day, mm -hmm. you know? So if I'm going to be stuck at one house, well, the money's well. going to be there. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a cool industry to get involved in if you're into videography and photography, because I feel like the possibilities are really endless and you can be creative with it. And, you know, you're you're basically doing a car commercial, but for a house. Yeah. You know, especially now with all the video resources we have, drones and GoPros and, and gimbals and everything, you can make a house video and tour look phenomenal to where somebody's like, yo, I want that house. Yeah. Just like, yo, I want that that fucking new Dodge Charger, you know, dude, and, see and the commercial and look sick. I don't mean so. to interrupt you, but like, that's the thing, no, too. Like, we're we're in a fucking pandemic, bro. People don't want to be going out to like do a walkthrough of a house. They really don't. Especially if want... you're in another state. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that that opens the market up so far for them, because like if you can offer a video walkthrough or even like a 3D fucking view of the place, like anything that like is that is going to give mm -hmm. you far more opportunity to sell a place 
than if you just have some cell phone pictures of it. You know what I mean? People want to see what it looks like when you walk through the house. They want to feel the flow. They want to see like how everything looks in the daytime versus how everything looks at the nighttime. They want to see their yard, all of this, which again applies to us because we have our DSLRs. We have our phones. We have our gimbals. We have our drones. Like we can offer all of that. And if you can give Mm -hmm. a person the entire experience of viewing a place without actually having to be there, they are definitely going to be more prone to buy that or rent that or whatever the issue may be you just have to Mm. offer that to them and a lot of places like dude i tell you what i found so many clients on like zillow i'll go to zillow and i'll look through properties and the first thing i do is look at all of their pictures of the property and if they have two three four pictures i'll hit them up i'll be like yo yeah i'm gonna offer you some free services i'll show up at the place you meet me there, let me in, I will shoot a ton of fucking photos for you for free, make it look great, and then you can use these photos for your listing. Chances are it's gonna look a lot better than it did prior to that because it'll appeal to more people. That that was the biggest thing that I noticed when I first started wanting to get into it. Obviously, I was transitioning from moving from Michigan to Florida, and I am looking this year in 2021 to purchase a house down here in Florida. Right. That's my biggest goal of 2021 is to buy a house and, yeah. and just have my own place. So I've been looking months in advance for houses just to get a general idea of you know what everything's going for especially during a pandemic things are a little bit different i'm always looking for houses oh so when i first started doing that months ago one of the biggest things and it's kind of weird how this all works I'll get into it more as I go on, but I started looking at all these properties and the first thing I noticed on a lot of them was the photos either sucked, looked like they were taken on a razor flip phone. Some of them, I'm not even kidding. And then also you notice, God, these houses have been on Zillow for like 200 days. Yeah, dude, almost a full year. Right. But they're not bad houses and you can tell, but the photos look like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. that you're like, that's got to be the reason why they're, it's not really selling. Absolutely. So I was like, man, I got this amazing, I got super inspired and this huge idea. I'm like, dude, I have all this gear, especially now, just gotten the drone, everything. I could do all these different things. I've never seen drone shots because one of my biggest key selling points of doing this was how cool would it be, especially if you're in another state and you want to just check out the house. I can show you via the drone footage, your front yard and backyard, your house from an aerial view, your whole street, that you know the vicinity yep. around it what's around you i can everything. take it all the way up in the air show you everything around you and that's so cool especially like i said if you're out of state you can sit in the comfort of your home especially during a pandemic check out everything that house has to offer without even having to be there then that's the right. also thing also another thing i wanted to do was use the gopro or my phone on a gimbal or whatever whatever's going to look the best and do a full virtual tour of the entire place it's like you're there walking through the house see every detail make sure i captured every everything as close to you being there in person as I could as possible, and, yeah. and sell that as, as another part of my bundle. Cause I never really seen anybody doing that. Yeah. Well then I get down to Florida and I'm looking at houses again, all of a sudden I'm not shitting you every, almost every house I looked at had drone footage, had yep. drone pictures, everything. I'm like, dude, I was just looking months prior and not a single house I looked at had aerial shots. I looked through all their photos. Mm-hmm. As soon as I moved down to Florida, take a I drink. started noticing it left and right. Take so it's drink, like ho. me and I have been drinking, boy. I know. I'm saying take another one. Shit. 
By the way, what are you drinking? I got Modelo's and Corona. We never, we usually say that in the beginning. Oh yeah, wine. He's drinking wine. Let's go. Your boy got wine, yeah, and I had. Uh, I just got I my had, haircut today, so I think I'm shedding. I like three or four uh, high lifes. Miller High Lies. Prior to the the podcast, yeah. Hell yeah. Ever since I got down to Florida, I've been drinking Modelo's big time and Corona's. Modelo's. That's just like that's just like a Florida beer, man. Like just the weather's been awesome and it's everything. So it's like just a refreshing beer. So Bro, that's been drinking that, these a lot. I, I went to San Antonio, Texas, summer of twenty nineteen, and that's all I drank was Modelo. Mm-hmm. It was so warm, yeah, it's bro. Hu- it's it's huge in the southern insane. states, man. It is. Yep. Corona's and, and Modelo. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, sir. So yeah. Stuff. It is pretty crazy, though, that like as soon as I get down here, I started looking at all these houses and now all of them have drone footage. It's like me and a bunch of videographers and photographers had the same idea. Now, Grant, obviously, I'm not the first person to come up with this, obviously, but it's just kind of funny. I was looking at stuff months prior and now when I moved down here, I see it everywhere and I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) yeah so it is kind of hard to get into now but i'm still gonna try obviously ollie's still gonna try because it's just something we want to dabble in and and see where it goes because it it could be very rewarding if done correctly yeah so yeah and the cool thing about it is it is that i've learned is you can so there's stipulations for any type of like arrangement like that for example so like say i'm shooting a fucking forty thousand dollar house right the house costs 40 grand they don't want to pay a shit ton of money for fucking photography and drone footage or anything like that so in a situation like that i would charge a couple hundred dollars depending on what they wanted but like if you are trying to sell a 1.2 million dollar house or a fucking six hundred and fifty thousand dollar house like i'm not gonna just argue the fact that like my shit the shit that i'm doing for you is gonna be a huge selling point i'm not just gonna ask for an upfront cost what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna negotiate part of the fucking sale contract so like Mm -hmm. If I work my fucking ass off and I spend two or three days at this property shooting photos and videos, I'm going to want like 5% of whatever that fucking sale commission is. So if that's a $1.2 million house and they sell it, I'm going to get hella money for that. Yeah. You just have to, you have to find a way with your words to negotiate your like, it's, it's all variable based on what you're shooting. Because like I said, if you have like a cheap house or like an apartment that someone's trying to rent, you're obviously not going to make that money. So then you throw your flat rate out there, what you would charge for shooting it or editing and doing all that shit and then like giving them a finished product. But when it comes to like high end fucking shit, it's no different, man. Like you argue that instead of getting a flat price, you may not get paid immediately, but if you get 5% of a fucking $1.2 million house, like dude, think about how much money that is just for like doing your photography. And like 5% is not hard to argue, especially when you're putting in the work that you're putting in. Like I said, you spend fucking 30 hours at this property shooting photos big reason why the house would sell exactly you know? yeah that, that, how else would you say i mean you could go as it's a real estate agent bro. and just show them you know you could just go and show them and they have no idea haven't seen the house yet you could do all that but if they're doing like especially we keep saying you know in the pandemic out of state and stuff and they're just trying to view it from the comfort of their home in another state dude i mean you're the main reason why that house sold you know yeah. the real estate agent can tell you all the features of it and stuff but that's right without but your photos you videos it, and all that yeah if you can't see it you don't want to look at it i can't yep. tell you how many times that i've looked like because i'm looking i'm like actively looking for like an apartment for me and my kid if they don't have pictures, I'm not interested. I don't want to see it. Yep. 
I'm in the middle of a pandemic, bro. I don't want to come meet this random person to show me this random fucking apartment. Like, I want to be able to see what it consists of without leaving the comfort idea. of my home. Yeah, at least get an idea. Of, have something. To, you yeah, know, dude. Yeah, some like sort a little of bit of an idea. I, like, that yeah. seems like more than like reasonable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a real I'm, estate agent and you're going to try and fucking sell a house, like you need to have photos of that. Not everybody is going to want to come to an open house and come walk through and check it out especially in a pandemic so you absolutely want to fucking see pictures and videos and walkthroughs and things like that so that's why that shit is more important now than it ever mm -hmm. has been yeah and definitely. just to be real with you dude i realistically thought about like getting my real estate license just to sell houses mm -hmm. and then i could use my own fucking shit to do it so i wouldn't have to pay <laughs> yeah. somebody else to fucking take photos of the houses that i'm trying to sell i could just exactly. do it myself and then i make all the profit yeah that'd be really cool too i really thought this about a good that idea. dude but That's the hardest idea. the hardest part for me at least is like dude look at me like Bro, look at me. I got tattoos on my face, big old earlobes, like hand tattoos. Like people don't want to just talk to people like me. I think it's getting more accepting as time goes on though. It is. Like yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. It is getting far more acceptable. Like I went to fucking Hungry Howie's today to get some pizza. And the person that gave me my pizza was covered in tattoos. Yeah, you wouldn't see that, nor especially in a uh, corporate setting like that. You wouldn't nah, normally see that three dude. or four years ago even. Even as close close to that yeah, time it's, frame it's getting you know? far more accepted but it's still looked down upon by the majority and that's yeah. what sucks like people see me and they're like oh i'm not gonna i'm no no fucking mm -hmm. heisman trophy my face <laughs> on some shit like they're like nah fuck you bro <laughs> but like i'm such a good person i'm such a good person and they like just judge by appearance so it's it's just still only difficult. By appearance. it's ridiculous yeah like yep. crew crew was a fucking uh a real estate agent for a while he had a really difficult yep. time like selling and renting yeah, he's places got tattoos. Just because, he was in a yeah, band and yeah just because of the way he yeah. looks dude and that was in chicago so chicago's the third biggest city in the united states right now damn yeah third biggest that. city it's new york los angeles chicago wow yeah that's pretty cool yeah so he's oh, yeah. in in the top three of biggest cities in the world and he had trouble selling that shit because of the way that he looked and he doesn't right. even have a face tattoo so it's like mm-hmm I live in Detroit, bro. Like, <laughs> shit. Right. Hopefully it gets a little more accepting as time goes on. For yeah. sure. It needs to. It definitely needs to. But touching back on what you said before, I definitely noticed like with the real estate stuff, if there's not good photos or quite a plethora of photos, then I'd immediately like, I'm not really that interested yeah. in that property and I'll move on to the next one because there's hundreds of them. Yeah, so that's what really jogged my, yeah, that's what really jogged my thought process with doing it. It's like, man, I'm in the market, you know, currently trying to look and get an idea of what I'm going to be buying hopefully this year. So if I'm thinking this way, I can't be the only one that thinks that way. Like, oh, these photos suck or there's just not enough of them. Oh, I don't want to see this house and boom, they move on. Then you see Ben on Zillow for 200 days. Well, yep. running into a lot of people that probably think like me too. So, which I think is just the average thought process i would imagine when it comes to oh, buying absolutely. what probably the biggest thing you buy in in a person's life is a house because then also you're storing all the shit that you've acquired throughout life your house exactly. is a bank vault. 
dude. <laughs> yes, that's so, exactly what it is. It, it houses all of your fucking man. sentimental fucking things. It houses you, your yep. family, everything that you fucking have to offer. And if you can't yeah. see that. I would that, say it's the biggest purchase an adult would make in their lifetime. Without a doubt. Car being second. Right. Mm-hmm house car yeah, d- yeah good car that's what and most people strive for like <laughs> at, like dude yeah exactly like if we're gonna be adults like those are really the two things that you really have to buy you that are invest like in. monumental purchases like a house and a car right. and you don't just fucking go to a car dealership and you're not like oh yeah cool i picked that car because it, it's cheap and it looks great like nah you want to see right. it you want to test drive it you want to do all of this shit the same fucking principles go for a house man you want to see the inside exactly. of the house you want to see how it's going to flow with your lifestyle the way that you can make it your own home and like that's the biggest selling point if you can make a rental property or a, a purchase property look homie and like make it just feel like someone could spend the rest of their life there then you've sold it and how are you going to do that other than pictures and videos and walkthroughs especially in the current fucking situation that we're in pandemic style how many people do you think have really realistically walked out and been like yo let me get a fucking in-person tour of this place i bet the percentage Mm -hmm. is way lower than it was two years ago three years ago yeah dude 100 percent. everybody wants to do everything from the comfort of their homes you have your groceries delivered to your house you have food delivered to your house in general like all the delivery places you don't go and watch movies anymore you just see everything on online you rent pay-per-view fights you i mean everything can be done from home like that and that's just the new wave like that's just especially with millennials and gen z we love to do everything at home if we don't have to leave our house sick Let's go. We love to go out still and party and have a good time. But man, we definitely love not having to leave our house. That was actually going back to, you know, my new job. One of my biggest plus sides of of taking the job was I get to work remotely from home. I work through Zoom calls. So instead of what it used to be, even before COVID, it's this goes into another whole topic. It's crazy what we have learned that we can do differently since COVID has started. We've become way more cleaner than we ever have. Like you got to think how really disgusting we were before oh, COVID happened. We, we take all these loony, way better dude. precautions. The masks may not do anything, but man, I'm still here for it. Nobody knows who I am when I'm going out. It's pretty dope. Sorry. We got cut off. My, my camera shut off. So going back into it, we're just at such a different place now since you know COVID happened. Everything's cleaner. We go about things in just like a different way we do social distancing but what else is cool is we've realized for a lot of careers how many of them we can do from home which helps with cost i would imagine for a lot of companies it's much safer because like my line of work before COVID happened i would have to physically go to the person that is interested in insurance insurance's house i would have to go to their house sit down with them go over everything collect all the information whatever to send back to my company and, and that's a whole process you know, that that's yeah. a lot. It's it's unnecessary driving, which if you think about it in a bigger picture sense, no driving anywhere is great. We're reducing emissions for our job field. Obviously, right. everybody else is still driving around, but it's one job field where we're lowering, you know, the emissions of driving around, lowering the fact that we have to pay for gas, all this stuff. And right. we get to do everything right from home, which I also feel for this company and this line of work is way more efficient because it's all through Zoom. We're all right here. Boom, boom. Everything's getting done right away. 
away. There yep. is no, oh, let me drive home and then send the information off they to my company. Out. Let me just sit right at my house, have it all set as we go. Boom, boom, package it up, whatever I have to do. I'm not sure exactly how it all works yet. Obviously, I'm still learning. But when you send it back off to the company, I'm doing it right here. It's boom, done. As soon as I'm done with that Zoom call, boom, we're moving on. It's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to getting started with that. But we are already at a half hour. So I yep. kind of want to start keeping these episodes at about a half hour to 45 minutes. I want to end on this. The last episode that me and Ollie did was at a time when Tickets to My Downfall, MGK's new album, hadn't even dropped yet. We talked about Bloody Valentine, which was the first single off of the album. So obviously since then, <laughs> a lot has changed. Machine Gun Kelly's album is officially out. Tickets to My Downfall, it went number one, went uh, which number is absolutely insane. One. Number absolutely one, it went number one. Oh my God. Yeah. His first number one album, I believe. It was. Well. I mean, That's a, yeah. Definitely well-deserved. It's awesome. He is doing a lot for the you know the pop punk scene he he's killing it and i think the album was phenomenal i mean i don't think there's really anything on it that i dislike i, really? I am, honestly i would be a liar if i didn't say you know i am looking forward to him going back to rap <laughs> and hip-hop he's already confirmed that his next album will be hip-hop rap honestly that's just dude, what i love him as but he he did kill it doing pop punk I, and in that so i would not be upset if he did another pop punk album like don't get me wrong i love kells i've been a huge fan of kells like i'm literally wearing tickets to my downfall right now i got the tattoo behind my ear y'all know this but i've <laughs> known kells since like 2010 2011 yep i love his rap shit but like what he did with tickets to my downfall oh god he fucking he literally revived the pop punk scene i don't give a fuck who you are 100 you could hate on it you can hate on him for trying to be like a john or a switcher or a fucking oh he tucked his tail and ran because eminem, eminem his ass. made like, him switch john you. genres fuck, fuck you, man. yeah dude he has never <laughs> no been way. in one box as a human being like never never and the fact that he took a dying genre and i don't mean that offensively because like i love pop punk i love fucking that mm. music like i look at me motherfucker i grew up on it but like <laughs> my favorite rap artist brought a pop punk album into 2021 and he was the number one fucking album that's gotta say yeah. something he's not doing bad he's doing fucking great S speaking so, volumes and everybody especially after everybody said oh his career's over because of m oh yeah it's over right yeah number one album and you know what they'll argue okay. they'll argue that his rap career is over oh right. fuck you this boy will still spit bars on top of 99 percent of you yeah and he's going to with the next album and i'm i'm actually really curious to see what that album does because right. of, of you know tickets to my downfall yeah tickets to my downfall so it's gonna be awesome we definitely wanted to, to touch base on that because obviously the last one we, we just talked about the single that came out obviously it's a huge milestone it's a big thing for Kells. it's a big thing for the community for est as a fan base so we're super proud of him oh, really absolutely. looking forward to seeing this album tour you know hopefully we get when you know when life goes we back to normal we get concerts tour. again we'll have a tickets to my downfall tour we did get lucky enough to have him do a virtual show he did two of them live at the roxy that was in la i believe or hollywood yep. whatever wait he did tickets to my downfall and hotel diablo at the roxy yep. right one one friday he did tickets to my downfall the following friday he did hotel diablo that's what i thought yeah so we finally yeah, got dude. to see it live and got an idea of what to expect for tour season Yo, unfortunately and it's we'll gonna be 21. sick 
And let's, yo, right. can we take a second to talk about Fest, though? The next Fest, because we've been it, robbed of it. Yeah, and we talked about this in the last episode, too. For those that don't know, Machine Gun Kelly's festival, he has it every single year. It's called EST Fest. It's usually in the yeah. first weekend of August. We didn't get it this year, and uh, that's a big deal for a lot of the OG EST people, or just EST in general. It's just, it's a yeah, big deal dude, for it's us. It's a big deal for all um, of it's us. It's something we've been going to. It's a big family event for the whole weekend. We all get together and just rage yo wait the ohio woods before you, you know? continue est fest i'm gonna just give you a little bit of insight okay so like that is the place where like so you talk to your online friends all the time you have conversations with people that live across the world or across the states or across the the countries and you have these conversations with people and you create bonds est fest is where all of that comes together like i've met people from different countries i've met people from fucking switzerland i've met people from australia that i never would have had the opportunity to meet solely because cows so like Kels this EST festival like anybody that is yep. est or machine gun kelly fucking positive like those people understand that like we need this as like human beings like this feeds our soul like this is something that like unites us completely mm -hmm. it's not just oh hey we're talking to somebody on the internet like it's no it's everybody that you've ever talked to on the internet from around the world comes here like this is a world-renowned fucking festival every it's single a family reunion year. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a family reunion. And when I shit you not, I literally shit you not when I say that like people from around the world come. Mm -hmm. Like there's been people from Switzerland, fucking Berlin, Germany, Amsterdam, England. fucking Russia, like Canada. How many different yep. countries can you pull to fucking Butler, Ohio? Butler, <laughs> Ohio. Of the woods. <laughs> Ohio is is like a lot of people are gonna hate me for this but ohio sucks ohio mm -hmm. sucks it's literally nothing but chodes and corn husks man <laughs> chodes and corn husks <laughs> it's it's nothing but barren fields and like farmers and the fact that yeah. kells throws definitely like, doesn't a have a whole huge, lot going on for itself it really doesn't and the fact that kells like throws this huge festival in the middle of the fucking woods where all of us can just like do mm -hmm. what the fuck <clears throat> we want and interact with like literally thousands and thousands of people that shit means more to me than a lot in my life like fest is home for me it's, it's home and for i a know lot it i for sure i yeah i know it's home for a lot of people dude and like those people like i fucking feel with you i love you like if i don't know you come hang out with me because i'm all for it fest is the fucking move i've yeah, met more we meet people, new people every fest. single year and have made new friends you know exactly. we met some of our friends who you guys have seen if you watch like my and his vlogs our friend kenny and dom who we went and seen and went to the ghost bridge that was on my vlog channel if you want to check that out cheap yeah. plug link is in the description we met them at fest one year now they're part of our friend group they're some of our best friends yeah. like that's my crazy. no that's my family bro i won't even yeah. like i'm not even gonna say friend that's my family yeah, bro. The, that's those that's are family. my people and it's crazy we all come together all these people come together all over the world for one essentially one person 
yeah. is for Machine Gun Kelly. It's his festival. He yep. has other people show up and do do shows, a bunch of bands and solo uh. artists and everything like that. But everybody is mainly there for Kells. And it's just crazy. He is really the only artist that I know that has his own festival as a solo artist. It's his own nah, thing. No, Posty has his own. Post just started doing that. But it, yeah, Post it was is only of, known because it's Post, you know. It's Posty it, Fest. It Kel, was a couple Kel's years been after doing Fest. Kel's been doing this for years. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, Kels he really is, first... is like the OG for that stuff. What EST Fest for started in 2013? 2013 is when EST Fest started. Mm, I want to say it was even before that. No, I'm I'm almost positive that the first fest was 2013 at the Nelson Ledges because I went to the second one, and I don't mean to be giving y'all the finger, but I went to the second one at Nelson Ledges. It was 2014. No, tw- it, no, it could be 2013. No, I'm trying. Okay, yeah. So, because I I was going based off when I moved to Florida. So if Fest one was 2013, Fest two 2014, Block Party 2015. Yes, 2016 yep. was the first one I went to. 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Yes. And I met you at 2014. Yeah. yeah, I mean we knew each other from high school and that, but well, yeah, that yeah, was when but we like, really started. like we actually really hung out yeah. at like 2014 Fest. Honestly, though, that or shit, no, no, seriously? it would have been later. It would have been later. We we met at Fest. Um, technically Fest three, but. The block party was technically three, so 2015. Yeah. Fest 2015 was sick, though. That's when I met Kenny. Yeah. That's when I met Kenny, bro. I met Kenny 2015. I've known Kenny for, like, five fucking years now, dude. Wait, 2019 was Fest 7, right? Well, 2013 was Fest 1, 2014 Fest 2, 2014 Sorry, we're riding the struggle bus, guys. (laughs) 3... What's up, guys? Ed and King are here. So this section of the podcast, me and Ollie clearly had no idea what we were talking about. We, for whatever reason, could not remember the years for each fest. For whatever reason, we were just simply riding the struggle bus, drinking and trying to remember what years were what. Very difficult to do, especially as you get older. So for the record, just from here on out, 2013 was the first fest. 2014 was the second. 2015, he did the block party in Cleveland. 2016 was fest three 2017 fest four 2018 fest five and 2019 was fest six so just for the record just to clear everything up because we were making a mess and i cut a big chunk of the podcast out because we just didn't know what we were talking about and it just didn't make any sense so i just want to clarify everything and back to the podcast yeah but what was 2017 oh no that was 1970 yeah that was when my sister came to hang out with us yep yep black cloud gang ayo black cloud gang. <laughs> yeah fest is always a good time so i mean i hope this year you would think by august we'd have our shit together we we would hope, I it, would hope if we man. don't get fest this year after being deprived last year i can't even imagine i don't even want to think about two years without fest sorry my apple watch just keeps going off i don't know how to mute this damn thing i just got it no i <laughs> i cannot deal with two years of no fest bro no. i will literally go insane and not to mention we didn't get xxmas we ended up not getting xxmas last year either that was one yeah. that we weren't too sure about we knew fest was canceled that's what we talked about during the last podcast but we weren't 100 yep. percent certain for xxmas we didn't get xxmas either so i couldn't imagine another year of neither of those shows again if we could have double xmas that i mean like to anybody that knows like double x est like double x mob gang like that's what we do bro like double mm-hmm. xmas is fest too yeah 
It, it's a mini like fest, it's essentially. Fest round in, two, man. In Cleveland. In yeah, Cleveland. we all it's, travel it's, uh, there from, again, around yep. the fucking world. Yep, and instead of hopping camp to camp, we hop hotel rooms. But yeah, it's hotel <laughs> or to hotels. hotel to hotel. Or hotel complexes. <laughs> we walk in the blistering cold to hang out with yep. all of our homies. Exactly. I've gotten lost every year at fat or at double xmas well he always leaves early too i can't help it i just like fuck. <laughs> he leaves the show because he gets fucked up <laughs> i leave the show then we I always meet up with up. him after i'm like he's done I, that, yo, uh, that so ice nine like kills this past and Paul year? universe concert too yeah yo this past year at fest i went to the show with all of my friends i went to the show with kyle and kenny and fucking dom and lucas and johnny and like literally all of my friends i left the show early i went back to the hotel room i get to the hotel room and i can't get in because i don't have a key so i text my friend kenny and i'm like yo where the fuck are you guys why can't i get in the hotel room she's like bro we're at the show Bro, yep. we're at and then the he show. decides and he knows I record all the Kells shows. I'm actually known for it on YouTube that I record the shows on my gimbal. Everything's going. I record the entire set. This motherfucker yep. calls me, ends my video that I'm recording, and, he, and I immediately put it into airplane mode. I'm like, this motherfucker knows better. Yep. <laughs> and he still did it. I did, so but I didn't. It, it's always a wild weekend. That That's for damn sure. We get drunk, and it's like our, our little family Christmas moment, and then we all go and do Christmas because it's the weekend right before christmas it's awesome it's it's a really good experience so i mean i definitely cannot picture a world where we don't get either one of those again this year yeah i remember my last double xmas the next morning after the show like 30 of us went out for breakfast right 30 of us went (laughs) out for breakfast and i literally took up a half of a diner bro yes absolutely i rode to this diner with my homie jordan crisp that's my boy i love you jordan i need you (laughs) crisp jay crisp that's my boy i love him so much i Mm, that's, that's my the homie. homie but uh he was like yo i'm gonna need you to take a dab before we get to this diner and like i smoke weed like don't get me wrong like i'm a weed smoker like that's fine whatever like i was like i'll do a dab let's go so i do a dab in his back seat <laughs> takes us 10 minutes to get to this fucking diner from the hotel we're at i hit this dab before we leave the parking garage and i shit you not by the time we get to the road fucked up so fucked up like to the point where i'm like bro i can't function this is no i've never taken a dab before in my life and that shit was the most strong potent shit that i've ever put into my body it freaked me out everyone was like he decides to do that right as we're going out with a bunch of est people at this diner and we have to be in public he decides to go and rip this big dab with jordan and jordan is a veteran weed smoker man like that dude smokes dabs like it's nobody's business and he goes and has him do this and it's just super funny well obviously we had everybody there so our bills were crazy you know if you were to add them all up they're insane right well we decided that we were going to mess with ollie because he was uh 
<laughs> obviously Hammer. very stoned. Obviously very stoned. So we had had the server come over. We had waved one over and, and asked if we could get one of the you know server sheets. So it looked like it came from her. And we wrote up this crazy total. It was like seven hundred and eight dollars or some shit. No, like seven hundred and thirty eight dollars and eighty nine cents. I still have the fucking ticket, bro. I still have the That's fucking hilarious. ticket. I That's saved funny. it. And, and we gave we put it in front of Ollie and we were like, hey man, you know we heard that you were covering the tab for all of us. Like, I guess Jordan had said that that's, you had said that in the car or something. We were just messing with him, obviously. Ollie goes, like, the fuck I did? And he's no, like, No, I threw my out. card out. I threw it, my fucking debit card oh, on well, the table. Yeah, and at I, first, before I even looked at it, I threw my debit yeah. card on the table. I was like, yeah, pay for we it. We just said it in front of him. We didn't say anything yet. And then he threw it out and we're like, yeah, man, we heard that you were just covering it. He goes, and he's not even thinking. He's like, he got chicken tendies, man. He's like, yeah, eight bucks, nine bucks, whatever. He t- throws his card. I'm like, ah, bud, you might want to check that. I heard you were buying for all of us. He checks it. He goes, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> $738 and like 48 cents or some random fucking centage. Yeah. I was like, yo, fuck everybody in this diner. Y'all can eat my ass. I'm not fucking paying for this. <laughs> Not we happening. had to get him. It was too. It was, it was such a perfect moment to to trip him out. So that was really fun. But that was a really good trip. So I, I hope we get that again this year. It's obviously much needed after being deprived of it oh, for a course, whole year, bro. So we're gonna hope for we're the best. Rough. Hopefully, us as a society and um, as a country, we can get our shit together and uh, start moving in a better direction for a better future and not have to be stuck doing the same old shit every That'd be great, week. right? and month (laughs) from here on out we will see how it goes that being said this is where we're going to end episode four of let's drink about it appreciate you guys for tuning in thank you ollie for doing this with me again it's always good to have you around man good co-host i am working on finding a way ollie's actually going to help me out with this too because obviously as we stated before he runs a podcast with our buddy crew three mo podcast i'll also put that side note i'll put that in the link in the description as well yo wait or hold put on. that link in the description as well they're going to be helping me out with getting this podcast set up for spotify and i would like to personally as a preference because i'm an iphone user i would prefer to also have it on apple Podcasts. so i got to kind of figure that out too but right now it is on soundcloud and And obviously the video version is on YouTube, but we will be moving over to Spotify and Apple music here very soon. So that way you guys can, you know, if you can't always watch it, no problem. You can listen to it in every location where you listen to podcasts. That's very important to me to get it out there. So we'll be working on that. Ali, you got something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say you can use what and this can't even be in the podcast this is for anybody that's even like trying to podcast like this is almost an advertisement at this point but like me and my boy for our podcast we use anchor fm dude anchor.fm they fucking do everything for us bro they put us on like nine to ten different fucking platforms and i'm talking like big platforms spotify apple podcasts kindle like literally dude any place that you can listen to anywhere you can listen to podcasts you can hear my shit me and crew shit you can hear it that's also not what my rant was about so kyle i'm gonna shameless plug bro i'm sorry no you're good uh yep take it away anything you want to say and plug go for it bet all right so 
I have a Where can uh, they find I you? co-host a podcast. <laughs> it's called Three Mo Podcast. We talk about emo culture, emo fashion, like the what it's like to be fucking thirty and emo because both of us are thirty and emo. It's mad fun. We also have a fucking merch shop. We have t-shirt designs we got sweaters we got fucking leggings we have phone cases we literally have everything and all of the shit that you purchase from the fucking three mo podcast shop is all shit that we have designed we have created it it is completely custom work by either myself or crew it's incredible you guys gotta check it out it's really sick shit we just dropped a phone case it looks like a sidekick like a t-mobile sidekick and then where the screen would be it says i miss my sidekick so it's it's bad as hell it's cool we got stickers coffee mugs literally everything go check us out link will be in the fucking buy or uh description my bad yep down in the description i'll have all of the also, information down there make sure you fucking follow kyle kyle does great work he's one of my best absolute best friends kills it he filmed a fucking music video for me he's filmed a couple music videos for me he's a great fucking person i love this kid follow him (laughs) follow all of his fucking channels because he's doing great things now that he's in florida let's go my name is ollie thank you for having me kyle i appreciate the fuck out of you no problem man thank you boy hell yeah and you can find me at official kinger on instagram and twitter make sure you follow us uh the the podcast on twitter as well and instagram it's l d a i podcast i had to think how the acronym took so long (laughs) we've been we've been buzzed yeah everything's gonna be in the description but make sure you follow the podcast follow me follow us on tiktok we're posting a lot of content on tiktok follow my youtube channels have a bunch of vlogs and stuff going live on there i also do gaming related stuff i do a lot of different shit probably too much for my plate to be honest but i do it all i love it i am actually in the process of potentially switching over from twitch live streaming to youtube and i play all kinds of games i'm a variety streamer that link will be in the description as well if you want to check out that if you're interested in that kind of stuff and with that being said thank you guys for watching slash listening to episode four of let's drink about it podcast i'll catch you guys in the next one peace